day, listeners. Today we'll be interviewing Lady Raven Knox from Johannesburg. Welcome to Maya's podcast, my lady, and thank you for accepting to do this interview. Thank you for inviting me on your show. You're most welcome, my lady. Due to current COVID restrictions, we will hold Pagan Freedom Day online again this year. And the emphasis for 2021 is acceptance of our diverse backgrounds and practices. We believe that acceptance can only come through understanding the differences so that we can realize that it is those very differences which make us one in a society that is still ruled and governed by mainstream religions of the book. All our interviews leading up to Pagan Freedom Day are geared towards educating our community, our fellow pagans, and attaining this goal. My lady, would you care to explain what your spiritual origins are? Were your beginnings on this path Wiccan? And have some of those mysteries remained with you? raised in a spiritualist family and I started on my path quite a few years ago being introduced by a friend who only wanted to be identified as a pagan. He didn't want to affiliate to any path and it really piqued my interest. I knew I was on the right path when one day I took a 20 rand quick pick on the powerball and I won a really nice amount and I I saw that as a sign from the gods that I'm, I'm on the right path. I'm doing something right. With that money I bought myself a chalice, a robe, and a Scott Cunningham book called Wicca. These were the very first tools, if you want to call it that, that I actually bought. And I bought them from Golden Gecko, really, really awesome shop that used to be in Benoni. Sadly closed down now. I must say that was the only time that I really won any amount on the lotto. But I wanted to show the gods that I was willing to invest back into the path. And by buying those tools, it was a sign from me to them. After a few months, I really wanted to join a coven and I found my way to one of the few teaching covens in Johannesburg. It was a traditional witchcraft coven, but the basis was that of eclectic Wicca. I immersed myself in the craft and I just wanted to learn more and more. I realized I found my home and from there, I worked through my two degrees I eventually left that coven and started my own, which was Coven of the Crossroads, held many public rituals, and I also taught the craft. Do you consider yourself to be more of a witch, a dark magician, or both? And what are the tools of your craft? After a while on the witchcraft path, I realized that as much as there is light, The dark path was just as important. Some of the lightest Wiccans I've ever met have, by their own admission, a great darkness that they find is neutralized by the light of Wicca. It was necessary to explore both paths, and so I began my journey on the crooked path, 
which I consider essential as a journey for any elevated witch. I would consider myself both a witch and a magician, and although I find the term magician mostly used to describe those on the left-hand path, tools I make use of the athemi, sword, chalice, pentagram and cauldron. Someone once wrote that Wicca created a sentiment of medium tension in society by utilizing the negative figure of the witch as its central metaphor. Satanic witchcraft has generated a stronger tension in society by focusing on the generally accepted more negative figure of Satan. We're talking in broad society terms, of course. Lucifer, on the other hand, can be seen as crossing over equally comfortably from paganism in his Promethean phosphorus role <clears throat> to Luciferian witchcraft and even Satanism. Do you agree with this statement, my lady? I agree with the last statement. To me, Lucifer is transcending. Now is the time to be courageous about Lucifer. It's time to tell the truth. The author David Spangler once wrote, Lucifer comes to give us the final gift of wholeness. If we accept it, then he is free and we are free. The act of accepting and freeing is the Luciferic initiation. Lucifer is aptly named the morning star because it is his light that heralds for man, the greater consciousness. The Lucifer archetype is vast, is many forms and masks, from the Horned Lord to the Christian legend where he is the fallen angel cast out for the sin of pride and rebelliousness. He's phosphorus and associated with Venus. In Kabbalah, he is associated with the hidden Sephira Darth. In demonology, he rules the element of air and the direction east. In European witchcraft, Lucifer is believed to have been created by the primordial goddess who parted herself to become two separate beings. Lucifer being her light side, while the goddess herself remained dark. The primordial goddess is usually referred to as Diana, and this legend is described in Aradia, the Gospel of Witches. Do you find that you come up against a lot of prejudice from within the pagan community? And do you believe that we can overcome this eventually? I did actually get a lot of prejudice from the pagan community. I started working with Lucifer very early on and to me he embodied enlightenment. Not everyone understood that and they perceived any dark workings in the same light that Hollywood portrayed it. It sometimes felt like the satanic panic had never left. I really wish people would just take the time to explore different paths. I do understand that as children, most people were raised in a predominantly Christian upbringing and this has contributed to the stigma. But I really believe that you need to transverse the darkness and understand it. And I think over time, people will start being more accepting of the left-hand path. It's definitely going to be a process though. And do you still consider yourself to be pagan? Do you think that interfaith, intertradition workshops within the pagan community could help to awaken understanding 
amongst us and that this could lead to acceptance that we are one, though different. When I think of the roots of my soul, I feel a time where we lived in a community that worshipped old gods. We lived from the earth. We celebrated Sabbaths and we moved with the cycle of life. To me, that is what a pagan is, and I believe this is what I am. Although not all occultists identify as a pagan, I believe it's really a personal choice. And I do believe the enlightening worships would definitely go far in dispelling some of the myths and help people grow spiritually. Good. Now, let us do just a little bit of that, my lady. Let me ask you some questions which could shed some light on what your craft is all about. Who is La Santa Muerte? That's a lovely question, my lady. La Santa Muerte. I have very diverse beliefs and one of the goddesses I feel very connected to is Santa Muerte. Her name means holy death in Spanish and I know her by her friendly term known as the bony lady. She's depicted as a skeleton wearing a long robe carrying a scythe. She's always been very warm and receptive to me. She has power over everything that can be touched by death and decay which gives her an incredibly broad scope of influence. Santa Muerte also holds a key to the underworld as well as other planar realms so she can unlock their gates to allow communication with spirits of the dead as well as other entities. I find working with Santa Muerte so powerful because since death and dying both have the power to transform your consciousness, she's also a very powerful patron of spirit magic. I have a, an altar for her and on that um, is money. I put money down. I have an aloe plant which is sacred to her. I give offerings of cigarettes and alcohol as well as a very nice statue of her. It's a very, very active altar and you need to give it fresh water and offerings daily. Oh, that is really very beautiful. Tell me, is your craft regulated by rules and tenets? No, my path is not regulated by rules and tenets, except what is your own. For some occultists, neither God or Satan exist. For them, God is symbolic of the state of spiritual awareness, consciousness, whilst Satan is symbolic of the ego and its expression through the physical. What and who is Lucifer to you? To explain who Lucifer is to me, I find it best summed up in an excerpt from an invocation by Asenath Mason. Lucifer, brightest star of the morning, creator of light, progenitor of freedom, bringer of flame, unholy master of flame, eternal giver of hellfire, dark master of unhallowed gnosis. In the darkest night, he shines the brightest.
And why do you think Luciferian witches are so misunderstood? I feel Luciferian witches are misunderstood um, because of their fear of the unknown. I so frequently meet witches who are afraid of venturing into the unknown and they have no idea how powerful they are themselves. It actually prohibits them from exploring the dark path and it's really sad. Secondly, Hollywood has sensationalized Lucifer and distorted society's understanding of who he is. Now, completely off the topic, but on topic. Uh, tell me, my lady, are you a vegan and why? I have been vegan for a year and a half now and vegetarian for over 30 years. I believe in the rights of animals and I'm completely against any form of animal cruelty. It was a really tough step to, to go from being vegetarian to vegan. I was really scared. I didn't know how I was going to do it. But it's so much easier than you would expect. Where do you worship and practice your craft? I have a few altars in my home and I also have a permanent temple. I belong to a left-hand path coven and we perform rituals at our respective homes. And since COVID, we've been also doing online rituals and creating astral temples. And how significant is the moon in your practices, my lady? The moon as well as the planets are very integral to a lot of my rituals, with the new moon bringing an element of rebirth or banishing and the full moon for attraction magic. As a city dweller, how do you incorporate nature in your day-to-day -day practice? This is something I really wish I could do more of. And when I get a chance to do rituals outside, it is preferable, especially moon magic. I charge and cleanse my crystals every month and I leave them out under the moon. You know, I find just walking barefoot on grass is a wonderful way to ground after a hard day of work. Thank you, very concisely put. And the other day on Facebook, I saw a stunning picture of yourself at the 2019 Pagan Freedom Day Gauteng. The caption said that you missed Pagan Freedom Day. What is it about Pagan Freedom Day that you miss the most, my lady? I have always had a stall at Pagan Freedom Day. It's one of my favorite celebrations. It's such an awesome way to meet fellow witches, to buy and sell your craft supplies, enjoy some craft beer, and to celebrate the freedom that we often take for granted, that being the freedom of religion. And we all agree with that, my lady. It is without a doubt such a needed event to maintain and preserve the sense and feeling of community. And of course, also for the excitement and joy it generates. We are all hoping that 2022 will put us back in the position of being able to hold nationwide public events without restrictions and make ourselves visible for society at large, without running the risk of being accused of creating a super spreader event, etc. Just being able to gather in numbers, whatever those numbers be, and allowing ourselves to be seen and to be interacted with, not only with other pagans of different persuasions, but also the public at large.
Last uh, but not least, who of the famous authors had the biggest influence in your life? And what book would you recommend for an aspiring Luciferian witch? Mason and Michael W. Ford have been the most prolific in my life. To recommend a, a book or books for aspiring Luciferian witch, I would go with Apotheosis by Michael Ford. It's a very good beginner book, as well as Awakening Lucifer by Asenath Mason. My lady, thank you once again for giving us some of your time and for answering our questions so eloquently. I wish you and your loved ones a very, very happy, healthy and prosperous Maybon, as well as a happy Pagan Freedom Day Online. My lady, I would really like to thank you for giving me the opportunity to be part of your podcast. It's a really, really awesome initiative and may you go from strength to strength. Hail the gods and hail yourself. ladies and gentlemen was Lady Raven Knox from Johannesburg. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you now understand what Luciferian witches are. See you soon.